Uh, so I'm here with Doug Page, and I'm going to let Doug introduce himself a little bit and tell us about his work. But he has worked with PLU for many years in a variety of roles, but uh, working with donors and doing amazing work to support the university. And I'm pleased to call him a friend and a, a colleague in this work. So I'm excited to have a chance just to sit down with him today and talk a little bit about fundraising, but also the impact of COVID-19 and how that is impacting higher ed and some of the work that he's seeing. So Doug, just to start us off, if you could just tell us a bit about yourself and your work at PLU. Sure. Thanks, Elliot. It's an honor to be with you. Uh, I've been at PLU for um, almost 23 years. I started in 1998 and um, it's been a fabulous ride. I've enjoyed every minute of it. My work at PLU is, um, you know, kind of the short version is I raise current and future gifts to support the mission of the university, um, a mission that um, just about any PLU student could recite to you if you asked them to. It's to educate students for lives of thoughtful inquiry, service, leadership, and care for others, their communities, and for the earth. And it's a great mission statement because you hear service a lot, but you don't hear care in very many mission statements, and especially care for the world. And um, and so it's a it's a mission statement that I can get behind. So I raise money to help Students attend PLU. Uh, we've raised funds for capital projects, meaning bricks and mortar kinds of things, and um, and and yeah. So that's my my title is executive director of gift planning, and um, um, and we're you know we're kind of a small shop, so we do it all. Um, I, I like to brag to my colleagues that I've recruited a student, even though that's not my job description. We're all you know we're all recruiting students. So um, so in a nutshell, that's what I do at PLU. Nice. And I, and I know some people that work there and really enjoy working with you. And I love that mission. I love, I, I think you're right that care is a nice thing to show up in mission. And that speaks to kind of the ethos that I've seen at PLU. Uh, what are some of the impacts you've seen or your colleagues are seeing from COVID-19 in the world of higher ed and maybe specifically yeah. at PLU? Yeah, it's a, I mean, I think it's, at the risk of stating the obvious, uh, there isn't any part of our society that hasn't been touched by by COVID-19 and by you know by the quarantines and the stay homes. Um, and it's certainly true in higher education as well. Our we went from a face-to-face -face kind of education model, and almost overnight had to switch to a a, um, a learning model that was both online as well as just distance. Um, and and our faculty did a great job. I'm hearing great stories. I mean, we're able to kind of keep that face-to-face -face education going still, even though they're not in the same space, the same room. Um, but just like you, I'm sure you're seeing the, the, you know, the people that are most affected are those that, um, you know, that don't have a lot. And at PLU, we certainly have students that um, that aren't able to, well, well, our biggest concern, our biggest outreach was the students who might not be able to continue to afford PLU because they've lost jobs, they've lost uh, the opportunity to, to generate income to pay their tuition and living expenses, et cetera. So we, you know, we've reached out with, uh, by creating an emergency fund and we've had great response from our alumni. We're well over $200,000 and the emergency fund is to help students who are having a current need to help us meet that current need so that they can continue and stay at PLU and also allow students to um, request a reevaluation of financial aid because 
parents have lost jobs. Um, stock market has lo- lowered the value of their, you know, their parents' college savings funds. Um, and obviously with whatever the percentage is now, 25% unemployment, uh, there are a lot of people out there that don't have work. So, uh, so yeah, it's hit everybody in all kinds of um, really gut-wrenching ways. Uh, and not to mention the fact that, you know, people have lost loved ones as a result of this. So, so it's, um, it's been, it's been crazy. One of the things too, I know Elliot, that you work with refugees and others and at PLU, we have a lot of students that are uh, not a lot, but a, a number of students that are undocumented and, and, and the, the students that are, you know, that don't, that are documented that for them, sometimes they can apply for and receive uh, uh, CARES Act funding and, and uh, uh, unemployment funding, but undocumented students don't get any support. So this emergency fund really has been a lifesaver for them. I, I, I know plenty of challenges you just named and probably many more. And I, I think what, one of the things that I, I do love hearing though is the response and the generosity from the community. I'm seeing that in a lot of different ways. So the fact that you have alumni and donors stepping up mm-hmm. to support some of those students. I, I know one of the things I appreciate about POU is your deep commitment to students from either the local Tacoma community or other communities that wouldn't normally be able to pay for mm-hmm. higher ed and that they, uh, and just a real commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion within education. Yeah. So that is cool. And we are, we're seeing that definitely at Lutheran Community Services Northwest that many of our clients, refugee, immigrant um, clients or asylees that are mm-hmm. disproportionately affected by what's going on right now or afraid to leave their homes because they or experiencing homelessness themselves or you yeah. know just not confused uh, to and, and needing some basic needs. So we have staff that are you know, working with food banks and trying to address food insecurity and a whole host of things. And at the midst of all that, I'm seeing just some real moments of beauty. Uh, And we hear a lot about the hard things and the unemployment. And I was just curious if you have any stories that have come to mind or things that you've seen that give you hope right now. Well, um, yes. I mean, I'm a, I'm a very hopeful person. Hope, um, I'm, I'm, I'm an optimist and I, I hear from, uh, there's a podcast, for example, by one of our seniors who's, and, and he's interviewing students as they do their capstones, which is their, their senior, uh, research, uh, paper that every student's required to do and present. And they're doing them now, you know, via Zoom. Uh, and, um, the stories are, you know, they're just very positive. They're very, you know, they 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 acknowledge a world that they didn't anticipate three three months ago, right? I mean, three months ago things were going great. There was there were plenty of jobs out there. Everybody, you know, everybody was was looking forward to commencement and 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 moving on to the next step. And now all of that is up in the air. But amidst, amidst all that, there's still a lot of students who are just very very hopeful and very grateful and um, and aren't giving up. And I, I hear about um, this, as I said, this, this student, this senior named Nate uh, has been doing these really fun podcasts by interviewing his classmates. Um, and of course, nursing, you know, we, PLU has got a fabulous nursing program and um, our nurses are stepping up. They're saying, I want to, I want to be on the front line. I want to be working out there even as relatively new and experienced nurses. And you got to love that. You got to love that. And then, you know, the, the, 
one of the things that breaks my heart uh, are all the seniors, high school and college students who are not going to have commencement like we had this year. And uh, so what we, I mean, when I say we, like what you and I experienced when we graduated, but um, some colleges are moving to virtual and, you know, they're making the best of it. It works pretty well. Uh, we decided to ask the students what they wanted. And um, and this this is exciting. And that is that the students all said, no, we don't want to do a virtual, but we want to do a um, an in-person. We'll have to do it smaller because we won't be doing it at the Tacoma Dome this year, but we'll do it in-person on campus as soon as we're able, as soon as we get the go-ahead. Right now, we're hoping that'll happen in September, but we're prepared to move it to October or even during the Christmas holidays if that happens. So lots of plan Bs. And the faculty, I think they give me hope because they're very um, they're proving, showing themselves, they're showing up, you know, they're proving themselves to be uh, amenable and ready to to turn on a dime when they need to in order to give the students the best experience they can and continue to provide that PLU touch kind of experience. So um, in the world, you know, I don't know, there's, there's, there's always, I'm always hopeful that things will get better, but yeah. um, in my, you know, in my little community, I, I, it's the sun is shining today and that's good, you know, mm -hmm. and I think that's hopeful. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate that about you, your hopeful nature, but uh, thank you for sharing a little bit. I, I hadn't thought about the nursing students and wanting to jump right in and that's, that's, that's great. Uh, I have been thinking about seniors a lot. Like you said, yeah. I've been driving around town or walking around and seeing the signs in people's yards and feeling really sad for, for people. So it's great if you can figure out a way to gather even in the future. I was going to yeah. ask you about that yeah. for seniors. So, yeah. And I'll say yeah. one more thing about hope. And that is that, that the you know, Pierce County community. And I think this has happened up in Seattle in a, even a more significant way, but coming together and, and saying, all right, we need to, you know, we need to uh, just come together as a community and, and um, the, the Pierce County co uh, connected fund, which was kind of overseen by the greater Tacoma community foundation where they gathered up several million dollars. I don't know the number, uh, and have been making grants to to smaller charitable organizations in order to help them uh, continue the work that they do. The really important work they do, especially now when their work is more critical than ever. So, um, so just you know, that gives me hope too that there are people out there in the emergency fund, as yeah. I mentioned at PLU. Yeah, yeah, for me too. The the Pierce kind of connected work that the local family foundations have done to rally and partnered with United Way has been amazing. Um, shout out to Erica Tucci sending out all of the daily mm -hmm. updates and uh, and sort of taking the lead on that in the different pods that they're organizing. Actually, we're really grateful at Lutheran Community Services Northwest because we had an early grant through that process to support our Meals on Wheels and um, supporting seniors in the Pierce County community. So that is an that's definitely a thing of hope that I'm seeing as well. Yeah, yeah. What about within fundraising? So we both know a lot of fundraisers. We're both in yeah. this work. We uh, think about this a lot. I mean, we, we take joy in this work as the honor of being able to connect uh, people with giving of their resources to meet the world's greatest needs and support right. students. And, you know, there's a lot of things happening right now with the CARES Act and interest rates and people losing jobs and some people still have jobs. And so... From your perspective, is there anything that you're seeing on the horizon or any insights on either donors or gift of assets? What What are yeah. you thinking about right now? What's top of mind? Um, 
I just was talking with a colleague about this. Right now, my main goal is to is to just touch base with with the people who have been generous donors to the university. Uh, some of them are are, are um, you know maybe midway through a, com a a pledge commitment, and so you know we've we've reached out to them. We've said, listen, we know things have changed. Um, if you'd like to talk about restructuring your gift, you know we can do that. Um, so that you know, I think that's on my mind. I'm thinking about about people whose whose financial situation has changed enough, and they might want to make some changes um, regarding their giving to PLU. But other, you mentioned the CARES Act, and that's an interesting. Um, you know, it, it does present some interesting opportunities for charitable giving. Uh, of course, most something like only eight percent of the American population are able to itemize on their income taxes, therefore benefit from a charitable deduction. The CARES Act has given everybody a three hundred dollar um, opportunity to deduct from charity for, for cash giving to charities, and so you know it's not a lot, but it'll help uh, in terms of the deduction that is. It certainly will help charitable organizations. Three hundred dollars is a very nice gift. Um, as far as major gifts go, um, I guess I have a couple of thoughts. One, you know, there are still a lot of appreciated assets out there. Real property is still is still uh, fairly highly um, valued. There are a lot of stocks out there that people bought back, you know, before 2008 or maybe right after 2008 when the stock market was at what was the low, like 68 or something like that. And now we're at 23 and still come down quite a bit. But I think what that means is that people still have a lot of appreciated assets. And so those always make great gifts. And um, I'm thinking a little bit about charitable gift annuities right now, uh, especially with our older donors, because uh, there's a lot of uncertainty because of this market, because of the economy. Um, and so a lot of them are looking for for certainty. And a charitable gift annuity is a way to make a gift to your to the organization, to PLU, to whatever organization they care about. Uh, and receive an income that doesn't change no matter what happens in the economy. It's always the same. And if you give cash to, to fund a charitable gift annuity, you know, the, the other part of the CARES Act is the, the fact that they're allowing you to deduct up to 100% of your adjusted gross income. So that could provide some real incentives to some donors to make gifts this year. And if you do a gift annuity, um, not the full amount, but the Charitable value is considered a cash contribution, so you can use that to deduct, uh, to offset any income um, or all of your income for that year. Um, you know, it, and the interest rates are low, and uh, you know, we, we, we've always talked about these complicated animals called uh, charitable lead trusts. I like to re refer to them as a unicorn of, of uh, charitable giving because you never see them, but right now is a great time if somebody has a highly appreciated asset that they want to transfer to a next generation or two generations down and try to reduce any kind of uh, gift tax, now's a good time to do that um, while making gifts to the charities that you care about. So those are complicated uh, things that require a little bit of work with your financial advisors and your charitable gift planners. Um, I will say one thing. Uh, I did a little bit of math and, you know, the, 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 the that 100% deduction for cash gifts might sound like a really great thing, but for high income donors, it might still make sense for them to to not do that. And again, that's why I say appreciated assets are probably still the better give, gift. But 
even if you're going to give a big chunk of cash away, you might want to just deduct up to 60%, which is the normal amount that you can contribute, that you can deduct, and then carry it forward for future years because of our, you know, because of the, the U.S. tax system. Now I'm getting, I'm getting into the weeds, but I'll get out of it in a second. But because the, the, uh, the U.S. tax system is progressive, you can actually save more money by doing it that way. So, um, so people need to think about, um, you think about these things, work with their advisors. And the last thing I'll say, Elliot, is we have found that, uh, I was reading something recently that um, online searches for, uh, you know, Google searches for online wills hit an all-time high in April. Uh, and I think it's still, there's still a lot of people out there who, because of COVID, maybe because they're at home and they've got more time to do some research on their computers and they're thinking about these things. but. Um, but but giving through someone's estate through a, a bequest via their will is a fabulous way to support our organizations and and I think that's the one thing that we can ask people to consider now uh, because this is going to get better they're going to be okay eventually and and we're going to get through this yeah that's good thank you for covering a few different things it sounds I mean so maybe recommendation would be for people who want to be generous right now or who would like to figure out how they can support uh, talking to their financial planner or trying to figure out, are there some ways with, with gifts of assets that might make sense? You'd mentioned everything from annuities to unicorns right in there. So um, there might be interesting timing. Uh, I know that it's, there's a lot of need out there. And so uh, there's lots of ways people could go, but any other, um, any other closing thoughts just in terms of, philanthropy or things that you're talking about with peers or at PLU right now? Yeah. Well, I just think that, um, you know, anybody that's going to listen to this uh, obviously cares about Lutheran Community Services Northwest. Uh, They care about helping people. Um, So thank you for listening to this. And, um, you know, even little gifts make a difference. And so uh, now might not be the time for you to consider a major gift, but maybe in the future it will be. Um, or maybe now is the right time to be thinking about those things. So um, I guess I just say, you know, don't, um, you know, talk to your advisors, talk to Elliot, talk to the people that um, that you trust. Just don't don't want people to think that just because everybody's working from home uh, doesn't mean we're not working hard to try and continue to make a difference in the with the, to the people for the people we serve. So I appreciate you, Elliot, doing all the good work you do too. Yeah, thank you. Same to you, Doug. I and I, I echo that sentiment. I mean, I I know that the medium changes through lots of video calls, but the days are still packed with trying to do this work. And so mm-hmm. I, I'm thankful too to everyone that stands with us, to members of our circle of hope that have made legacy gifts all the way down to first time gift of it doesn't really matter what amount. But we have we're lucky that we both have hundreds of people that stand. Yeah behind their missions and yeah. um, some of them Lutheran, some of them not. And, yeah. um, and a lot of years of that. So I, uh, we had a phone call with our exec team recently with a, uh, someone named Denny who had retired as the district director over in Spokane, worked for many years with Lutheran. And, and it was just really nice to hear the history. And he said, we've mm-hmm. gone through some storms as an agency because we're almost a hundred years old and, and we're going to weather this one too. And we're going to stick together through it. And we're going to remember our core values of 
social justice and like you said, care. Um, yeah. And that's what I've been trying to do right now, just reread our core values. And, and I've been really impressed by our teams just coming together to rally and support each other. And I'm sure you're yeah. seeing the same thing at PLU, even when we're not together in the same office. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So this is helpful for me too, just to connect with a friend. And so thank you for yeah, this time yeah. and we'll keep supporting each other through this, this next season. And um, thank you to yeah, anyone that's, that's listening. I, one last thing I would say is that uh, I, I uh, heard this from somewhere. We're not all in the same boat, but we, uh, we're not all in the same boat, but we are all weathering the same storm. And so um, I, I think just to compliment what you just said, that, that, We'll get through this. So thanks, Elliot.